0: Welcome to The Punter's Mate
1: on SEN. Good afternoon. Welcome to The Punter's Mate. Friday the 16th of June 2023. And that all means, as I welcome back Sam Highland after a week uh, away or well, out of the chair... It means it's Ipswich Cup Eve, Sammy. <sighs> Chris, what a uh, day that is.
2: Exciting times. Uh, Ipswich, uh, I know the whole town, but they'll be just pumping, waiting for uh, tomorrow. It's going to be off oh, of Saturday. It's so. Uh Always a uh, huge day, isn't it? Of course, it is tomorrow. I'm forgetting what I'm forgetting what <laughs> you day. You lose. Tr-
1: you know what, Sammy? Forgetting what day it is. You lose track of the days when every day you get out out of bed and the sc- sun's shining and it's just absolutely <laughs> glorious. And what day is it today? Oh, it's the same day as yesterday.
2: <laughs> yeah. Have no, you been to
1: an Ipswich Cup?
2: I have. I, I've actually uh, I've worked at a couple uh, in my previous job up here in Queensland, and uh, yeah, and. I tell you what, that marquee in the middle, uh, wow, wait, it's, it's a full on rave party and, uh, yeah, I don't know that anyone sees a race, uh, from that middle tent, uh, at, uh, Ipswich Cup, but, uh, it is, I think it's the, uh, biggest attended race meeting. 20,000 plus, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's they huge get. attendance. I, I know, um, uh, that the first Ipswich Cup I went to was, uh, I worked on the Pony for Sky Channel and, uh. Yeah, it got to about race four, so it was quite early in the day, and uh, and the police come charging across the crossing, ran out to the middle, they were tackling blokes uh, out in the middle, and then yeah, there was a few that that uh, <laughs> got the cuffs on, and and they were stuck <laughs> in the back of the wagon, and and I thought, gee, that's early, that's early, what's going on out Very there? Early, so uh, it was. Uh, but, look, it's an active day, and, yeah, I think uh, everybody enjoys themselves.
1: There's a few sore heads come Sunday Yeah, that's in the right. area. But, uh, no, it's a big day every year with the Ipswich Cup, the eyeliner, and the Gay Waterhouse Classic. And, look, we'll give some tips later on in the show, but as usual, Sammy, it's a very tough day. The- yeah,
2: it'll be. Well, Ipswich is a bit like that, isn't it? Yes, you it know, is. Even even just a moderate meeting can throw up odd results. And, you know, it's a quirky track. It's tight and... Uh, so good barriers are in your favour, obviously, and you know there's generally always good speed around Ipswich, but it never hurts to be far away with a a, a fair and even tempo. I see the rails out half a meter. Mm. What? Why would they <laughs> put don't... it out half a meter? I don't know. That's I, a good question.
1: I have no idea why you would do that. But... Why half? Yeah, yeah,
2: it's a just half a meter.
1: Yeah. Wow! I'm sure there's an answer to that question. How's your week been? Otherwise,
2: ah, uh, it's been really good. I'm yeah, punt wise, it's it's been fantastic. Last Saturday, I had an absolute, absolute ripper day. And fill up. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, uh, it started well. The middle was great, and and it ended well. And and do you know what? In true form. Uh, at my brother-in-law, Adam Taylor and I, we spent most of the day in the Noosa Surf Club and, uh, we just, we had enormous luck. Uh, actually ran into the, uh, deputy chairman of stewards up there. Uh, Robin Montgomery from Melbourne. He was, uh, yeah, he was on a golf trip and, uh, yeah, he was, he was, he was, uh, watching us roar a few home and,
1: uh, Not a bad spot to watch the races. Oh, it's
2: fantastic. It's great. And, and, in true style, we went home and, and then just launched into Toowoomba on uh, Saturday night. It was great fun, so we had a really good weekend and profitable. Um, look, I've given it a, a little bit back uh, throughout the week, but you know what? There's uh, there's a big day on tomorrow, and uh, we to back. We are gonna hit it
1: now. One thing that Cam or Cam Luke, thank big thanks to Cam Luke for filling in for you last week. We spoke about was the closure of racing in Singapore, Sam, and I wanted to talk to you about that. Also because I know that you are reasonably close friends with uh, the ma boys yes uh, and they have spent time in Singapore what's the feeling amongst amongst those guys?
2: look it's um, they had enormous success obviously John Mar uh, went over there. Uh, a long time ago, and uh, and was one of their top trainers the whole time he was there, and and uh, they had great success in Singapore. The Ma family, then they came back, and then Daniel went back and and set up uh, himself and and kicked off. And Daniel's had great success, trains for Mister Lim, who's a big owner of his, and and has been a great supporter. And it just came from absolutely nowhere. You know, mm. they they had no idea. You know, they they. They had heard that there was, or, you know, they'd been told that there was going to be changes and and possibly it could be a little bit smaller jurisdiction and they would do different things with parts of the race course, uh, but they had no idea that that it was going to close down. So thinking of everybody involved um, yeah. over there at, at Singapore uh Daniel's uh got straight on the front foot and he's going obviously Chris has got a a, a good stable here in in Brisbane and uh he's going to join up with uh Chris and Paul here and look they'll um you know they'll they'll just go ahead in leaps and bounds they're great trainers uh Chris is doing a super job with his team here in in, in Brisbane and uh presents his horses beautifully, very well placed, uh, all these horses. And he, he's got some really nice gallopers and then Daniel will come over and he could bring, uh, he could bring 12 or 15 horses of Mr. Limbs. Yeah.
1: The Limbs are coming to racing Queensland. Yeah,
2: exactly. So, so that is great for Queensland racing. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, Daniel, Daniel's a great talent. Uh, Sabrina's heavily in foal. She's about to drop, uh, any one of these days, I think. So, um, Exciting times. This will be their third child. And, yeah, I'm sure, um, look, Daniel, will, once he gets here, that, they'll hit the ground running. And, and yeah, it'll be good to, to, you know, bring some new horses into the stable, I'm sure, and uh, they'll, they'll have great success because, you know what, they've, they've been successful anywhere they've gone The Mars. And, and uh, obviously, I've known them uh, all my life. My, my dad won the Melbourne Cup for John. And, and uh, yeah, as I say, that they're, they're just a great racing family.
1: It's just such a shame you get these racing jurisdictions that just close down. And obviously they'll build houses, I suppose, on the race course. And you look back in 10 years and think, well, we used to race there. You wonder if they'll ever... Come back and race there again. Someone will get the idea. they bring it all back. But it's a bit hard, isn't it? You've got to have stables and horses and people. It's not just something you can do overnight. It's,
2: it has a history of over 180 years yeah. racing in, in Singapore. And uh, it's really concerning, I would say. that The rest you know, of the world? Yes, definitely. I think racing's uh, it's definitely on the slide, you know, it's it, as far as um, being popular with the younger generation. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the 10th most popular sport to have a bet on. You know, that really? already is, is pretty alarming. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, I, I think even it, it, it's, you know, even that, what had gone on down in Melbourne, what it was recent, what was, um, mentioned just recently, you know, the turnovers down, yep. prize money is lacking. They're putting another race on. Mm.
1: They're
2: putting yeah. another race, race on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, who's got, who's having a bet at 11 o'clock in the morning or 1030 in the morning? You know, I, I know those races in Sydney. I, I really don't take any notice of them. You Nothing know, before pe- about twelve. People are not going to the races at, at eleven o'clock in the morning and and still there for for race number ten. You know, and yeah. it's um, uh, dare I say it, it's like that inside track at Caulfield. It's just poker machine racing, isn't it? You know, and and it's um, I think that is that's a, a real concern when when we're not selling the sport and. Making the sport attractive to the next generation.
1: We're selling what's, the wagering. What's going of
2: to? Ha- That's right. They're just selling the punt. Yep. Just selling the punt. It's all about the punt. And you know, when when in time, when the punt is not fashionable, which will happen, like poker machines, and like the casino, and like the rest so, of it, you know, it's. Do you know what? That it, it'll be a real problem. And and do you know what? look singapore the way singapore has gone it ha- it is a country that has had horse racing for 180 years and the government said finish done. so look
1: look at a place like japan okay i think japan's turnover is higher than hong kong's
2: yeah wagering turnover be, definitely
1: yet J- japanese racing is all about the horse yes they don't promote the punt Uh, from what i went over there for a week or something and i didn't see anything i saw a sign up because it was close to japan cup i saw a few big billboards that said japan cup coming and a a photo of a horse and all that sort of stuff yes so how do they do it i mean they they race regularly they're racing at kawasaki during the week or tokyo city kiba whatever it is Uh, that's a different maybe we should look at some of that i don't know if that's possible in australia but um yeah maybe it's worth looking at Anyway, we need to move on. Palaya Pan Sammy sold to Japanese interests. We will see her one more time in the Tiara next Saturday. The Group One. It's Palaya Pan, Palaya Pan. You know what? I won't be glad to see the end of her because I can't get her name right. <laughs> I don't think anybody can.
2: <laughs> well, uh, she's going to be. Um, yes, I'm sure she'll uh, be a fantastic broodmare. Yeah, and, and uh, great that she has gone to to Japanese interests. She'll she'll go to a, uh, a a nice stallion over there and. Or, you would think, and uh, and wowee.
1: Uh Far too easy. Who was scratched from the eyeliner due to that wide gate tomorrow? will go to the Ramorny at Grafton on the 12th of July. Yellow Brick will resume in the Wheatwood on the 23rd of September. We'll have a run in a race on Everest Day, and then the target will be the Golden Eagle. So three runs mapped out at this stage for uh, Yellow Brick in the spring. Now, speaking of Yellow Brick, he features in our recap of last week's races. Let's have a listen to those.
3: The ...of straight, the broke, straight gentlemen, Roy Rothfire, Hawaii 5-0, bursting between the pair, chain of lightning joining in, and here comes, Thinkabout it, descending down the centre of the track, Rothfire, the Queenslander to reach the lead, think about it, has got it, is there anything coming from the back, not at this stage, think about it, goes for home, clippin' riding high, you've got a boy, think about it, the favourite one of the big Rothfire, Hawaii 5-0... The skate, getting up to the inside purveyor then california miracle of love and trifling king colorado here comes Tannhauser. he thunders down the center of the track sofrato winding up miss Jolene and Chrysler even deeper it's still step back to find the challengers king colorado all of a sudden pounces miracle of love comes to the pair Wide at tadhouse and miss Lead. 100 left to run and king colorado shot to the lead for myron eustace and wins wins the atkins beats miracle of love Without a fight starts to wind up. Beyond the centre of the track, he starts to put in big strides. And Nonconformist was the widest runner. It's still Serpentine calling the shots at the Q22. Luntzies, and here comes Without a fight. He's got wings. Without a fight, raced up, dashed away. Nonconformist emerging for the ruck, then Luntzies. But mind about the only, boys and girls. Because Without a fight is awesome. He's down. Won the Q22, and won it brilliantly from Nonconformist in the straight, the sprint goes on. Miravision leads from Salatine on the outsider. Opal Ridge giving it its head. Good and proper comes after the leaders. And then came Juan Dever and Comrade Rosa. Opal Ridge, hands and heels, is narrowly in front. Comrade Rosa is going with it. Miravision is battling away. Opal Ridge with the battle on its hands. Comrade Rosa in front. Down on the line. Comrade Rosa. Be on Opal Ridge. Photo
1: third. Yellow Brick didn't feature in <laughs> no, those, Sammy. I didn't put him in there.
3: Uh.
2: One, just, one, one horse I'm disappointed that did not feature in that.
1: Yellow Brick? No. Uh, one that you've backed, obviously. I definitely <laughs> haven't
2: backed him. I definitely haven't backed him. Lands for a lad one during oh. the week. Lands for a lad. Can you believe it?
1: He you know won? what? I'll find him and I'll put him in next week's show. But he wasn't really a highlight from... Well, he was a highlight for the... If you were the owner of Lands for lad, it'd be a massive highlight. What... Placed nine of ten, uh, and up he gets. He I had, had a he had band in the race.
2: I, I forget the horse. Uh, wasn't that the one that back. ran second. No. no. We
1: all were on. Kai Tak.
2: But, but when they sat back off Lad, and oh. he was four lengths in front on straightening, <laughs> and I said, well, if this doesn't happen today, it will never, ever, ever happen.
1: And it did. He kept on going. Now, uh... I must say, on big days like last Saturday, it's great to have great calling. And, and, and I reckon David Fowler did a great job with those calls. He's a very exciting caller, is David. Yes. Uh, I, I love him up here, and he did a terrific job. So well done to David Fowler. Now, um, obviously, just a quick recap on those races. Uh, think about it. He goes off to some major sprints, obviously, including the Everest in the spring. Geez, good, isn't he, Sammy?
2: Very well placed. Yeah. Uh, beautifully placed horse. And and that is the that's the art of training horses, being uh being able to place a horse like that just take him through his grades and then uh pick him off and, uh, you know get to the, the top level uh super job great yep. great job
1: yeah uh king colorado uh, the two last start maiden winners cornella the uh the Atkins, King, Colorado. Well, someone, uh, Kieran Ma said afterwards, we just thought it was worth a throw at the stumps. We didn't know if he'd measure up. What was he, 81s into 14s? <laughs> I think it was more than a throw at the stumps, Sammy.
2: I think Kieran would have been sitting up the front of the plane <laughs> going over to Royal Ascot Especially after week.
1: that, that's for sure. Uh, without a fight, can't wait to see him in the spring. He's got a real turn of foot.
2: He's uh, Will he he's, measure up? He's a nice horse. Now, this is the horse that they, they said... Didn't uh, go through that. Didn't pass the
1: vet, isn't it? No, he ran the Melbourne Cup. Ah, oh, he did, he did. didn't Sorry. handle the soft track. Right, he needs okay. a dry track. Right, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to him in the spring, and Comrade Rosa there winning the uh, the final race. We'll head towards the Tiara next week. Opal Ridge was probably a good thing beaten there. Now Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au, and they are racing across the weekend at Ipswich, of course, for the big one. Aquis-Bow Desert. No poly track meeting this week. We're racing at Bow Desert. Rockhampton further north. Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone and we race at uh, Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Of course, there's a bunch of other non-TAB meetings as well. Today's guests, right after this, we will chat to Martin Harley and then later on the show, Sammy, will chat to Stuart Kendrick. Owen Traig running home as well but Birdie
3: back in front by a length and a half. Running home is Owen Tregg and Smart Meteor down the outside. Owen Tragan, and Smart Meteor. Smart Meteor's got up to win the Cup for now. Out-
1: Smart Meteor, of course, winning last year's Ipswich Cup, Sammy, and has had one start, two starts since, and now been retired. Um, I think might go on a miss, actually, Smart Meteor, but uh, we haven't seen much of Smart Meteor since, and we won't be now. Uh, now, our first guest, Martin Harley, who's made a really strong comeback off a terrible, terrible injury. Martin, good afternoon to you. Hey, how are you? Good morning. Very well. And yourself? Yeah, very good, thank you. That's good. Now, um, before we get into rides and everything across the weekend, uh, for those that don't know, the extent of the injury that kept you off the scene for quite some time.
4: Yeah, no, listen, it was obviously um, very frustrating, but um very happy to be back now and uh, happy to be fully recovered, that's for sure.
1: What was the injury, if you could, don't mind going through it?
4: Yeah, no, obviously... Um, I obviously got a fall back in Dune, uh, 10th of January, and yeah, I just um, jumped out of the gates after going 100 metres. Obviously, When I landed, I landed on my, landed on my neck, and I'd done zero, C0, C1, and C2 vertebrae in my neck. Um, I'd done a shoulder blade, and I had a bit of bruising around the ribs, so yeah, quite a nasty fall, um, but yeah, glad to be back.
2: Martin, is, is that the worst fall that you've had, uh, as far as injuries go?
4: Well, to be honest, about 12 years ago, I actually broke my neck in England as well in an all-weather track. A horse uh, broke its leg, unfortunately, and I had another crashing fall there. But, yeah, it's been a while ago, and uh, I also broke my back many years ago when I was apprenticed apprentice to Jim Bulger. I'd done T5, T6 vertebrae, and the last time I'd done C1 and C 2 vertebrae in my neck. So they say it happens in threes, and if that's the truth, uh, I'm well and truly done.
2: Martin, uh, you say you're apprenticed apprentice to Jim Bulger, is it true that, or is it an old wives' tale that Jim Bulger used to take his apprentices to church with him?
4: Um, Yes, no, there's plenty of truth in that Jim Bulger is a very religious man and he didn't have to drive me along too much because I was uh, my family's very religious and I go to church most Sundays anyway to be honest so um, that's one thing he didn't have to do to me but yeah, plenty others he had a bit of hassle trying to get to go but They went and, uh, yeah, plenty of them go ever since.
2: Gee, he's a great trainer, and obviously you would have um, taken so much in your time uh, with him. He's had some wonderful horses over his time.
4: Yeah, unbelievable, really. Um, So not only, you know, he owns 95% of the horses himself. He breeds all of his own horses. You know, he's an incredible man, you know. Put all that money on the line. Do it yourself. You know, he's had derby winners, um english and irish derby winners classic winners english and irish guineases you know everything speaks for itself but he's um unbelievable intelligent he's obviously he's never drank or smoke in his life and um, he goes to church religiously every sunday and uh yeah he um obviously kevin manning being his son-in-law he ride he he, he, he he rode all the horses for many years and he just retired last year so a great combination and uh yeah a world class trainer that's for sure.
2: Martin just back to the uh to the neck injury and uh, as you say you've had a couple uh, in your time there was discussion recently ab- about the vests and and especially the vests that, that are worn here. Uh m- my opinion um is I I am not a fan of the vests that they have here and think they're too stringent and and I think when you fall you know, you don't have the ability to curl up and and you fall more like a spear in the ground. And, and that is why, since the vests have come in, it's uh, so many head and neck injuries. Do you have an opinion on that?
4: Yes, um, obviously I'll keep it short and sweet because, you know, there has been a big discussion, but I, I certainly agree with you and many others do also. Um, they're definitely a lot stiffer than the old vests. Um, you know, there's been a lot of research and thought put into helmets and vests, the last number of years, but the amount of spinal injuries that has happened over the last three to five seasons, and you know that that's that's not just bad luck for people. That there has to be more to it, and you definitely have to look down the the path of uh, the riding death. Uh, and yes, it's definitely um, something that needs to be looked into further.
1: Just uh, reading an article here regarding uh, your recovery from your fall. It said that you you started to think about life outside of racing. Uh, what were those thoughts? What What did you think you might do if you weren't involved in racing?
4: Well, listen, I would um, I would always, I would always um, I'm obviously a big horse lover, and you know I would um, yeah, when I when I quoted that comment, obviously I wanted to get back in the saddle and and you know target race riding again for sure. But you know when you've had three proper scares in life like that, you obviously you know you you do think about plan B a little bit more and more you know mm. as as the injuries come along and as you get older um but i would I would definitely like to go down the bloodstock um you know buying and selling of horses I would definitely stay in the industry um you know it's, as I said um I'm mad about horses, I do love them as an animal, um not just riding and riding winners um yeah they're they're incredible animals, and yeah they they can there's a lot of different avenues that's probably much safer than race riding if you were to step out of it.
1: Well, you you're from the right part of the world because I had to go down to the Magic Million sales during COVID and do some interviews there was the Broodmare Sale I think it was and I had to interview certain people and I think I did 10 or 12 interviews and I'd say 10 or 12 of them were Irish. <laughs> everybody everybody I spoke to happen if I didn't know them I'd turn up and say hello and they'd be Irish. So it just seems to be so many of the uh, the Irish love their um of their breeding.
2: It's, it's such a bit, it's, you know, uh, and Martin can vouch for this, uh, obviously coming from Ireland that, that, you know, there's so many kids that grow up with horse background yeah. and, and learning to ride horses. Uh, I, I went to, um, uh, Martin a few years back. I am a big fan of going to the Cheltenham festival and I've been to six and, and, uh, probably about five years ago, we went to the Dromahein, if I've pronounced, I hope I've pronounced that correctly. Point to point meeting, and I couldn't believe the people that were there. It was like a Sunday, and there was, it was just it was fantastic experience to go to.
4: Yeah, no, for sure, and just going back uh, as you say, there's a lot of you know. I was brought up in a farming background, so I was I've, I've been on horseback since. Um, so basically I could start riding a bike. I was, you know, riding little ponies around when I was four or five years old and then there's a big thing in Ireland where um a lot of kids do pony racing before they turn sixteen and then they go on a set of apprenticeship if, if if they're still loving what they're doing. Um so pony racing pony racing is the likes of it happens our big meeting, our Cheltenham meeting will be in Dingo, County Kerry every year, um as regarding pony racing. And you know, when I say pony racing it's like from 12 twelve two ponies up to up to up to big horses. Um, but obviously, the younger you are, you, you step up grade by grade. And then, yeah, when, you, when you're 13 and 14, you certainly be steering around as big as horses as, as we're riding at the moment.
1: Now, I don't know if you have a partner or family here, Martin, but did you ever think during the recuperation, this is, I'm going to go home?
4: No, I definitely didn't. Um, my fiancé's from Brisbane. That's uh, okay. why we moved back here uh mid-november and yeah it's uh you know as you see in england, england racing is um yeah it's, it's between it's it's between a rock and a hard place at the moment obviously there's plenty of good jockeys there's a lot of them back there but the prize money's terrible compared to australia hong kong japan you know australia does do a fantastic job in the prize money It's a great place to ride regarding weather um it's good racing and, yeah, there's a, a lot of good trainers and good jockeys here also, but I just think there's more of an opportunity to get their name back on that, uh, you know, big podium. Uh, moving forward, you know, England's very nitty-gritty, and, you know, the people that's contracted to Godolphin William Dewey, James Doyle, they've got their jobs. Um, you know, there's Brian Moore, obviously, Rice, for and O'Brien. You know, the, there's after you take the first eight to ten jockeys out of it, mm-hmm. everyone else is scrambling around for Scrambling for two or three rides a day, and you know, back in England, the driving is—you know—we could jump in the car and drive between three hours to seven hours on a daily basis before we even get to the sport.
1: Yeah, in the in so, most of uh, the time, in the rain and the snow and whatever else may be happening.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's uh, yeah. So we would we would range between fifty and eighty thousand kilometers a year. Uh, in the 68, 68 months you'd be riding up until ten months, but yeah, it's. It's pretty big kilometers before you even, you know, early hours, late nights, and you know they do it here as well, but the driving's a lot easier. Um, traffic's not as bad, and yeah, England's pretty full on to be honest. Well, for um, not really good prize money. Royal Ascot's obviously coming up next week. Yep. And that's you know that's one of our highlights for sure, and the prize money's pretty good, but still it's it's not able to match one. You know, like Stradbrook last week, you know, 1.8, it's a $3 million race, $1.8 million to win it. You know, Australia's got it right in many ways for prize money. You know, the racing, is, it's, it's a well-run, you know, it's a well-run sport.
2: And Martin, what about being stuck on that M25 for a couple of hours and, <laughs> and then you got to get out and, and and have a couple of rides and then, uh, as you say, come home in the, in the dark. Let's get on the M25 yeah. again.
4: Absolutely. I know. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. And before COVID, we were, you know, for the first eight years that I was riding in England, we we often done double meetings. Um, so you could start off at Newmarket in the day and you could end up at Chelmsford uh, for four rides in the evening time. So you'd be leaving Newmarket at four o'clock. You'd be trying to get to Chelmsford. It's like one hour journey. And this is, this is one of the better ones. It's a one hour journey from Newmarket. You get there half an hour before you maybe kick off at five-rise in the evening time in Chelmsford and get home at 11 o'clock that night and get up and go again. So there's some days you're riding between 8 to 12 horses per day.
1: I can see now why you had no uh, interest in going back. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. So,
4: no, to cut a long story short, my fiance's from here and uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place to be. And, you know, the weather is fantastic and money's good if you if you can hap, be, happy, uh, be lucky enough to grab some of it.
1: Yeah, no, and you're doing a great job. Now, you've got rides at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. We right. might um, we might skip, though. I'll just read them out. If you could possibly give us the one you're most uh, keen to ride. Race 1, number 8, Golden Glamorous. Race 3, number 5, Warthog. Race 6, number 1, Preach. And race 8, number 16, Ocean Emperor. Is there one there that uh, you think will run really well?
4: Yeah, well, Preach is a horse uh, I've ridden before. He obviously ran well last start. And, yeah, he's a very solid horse that can run well again. He's one of them, and I think the Jack Bruce horse, even though he's done a little bit of a bad bio last that round well. And, yeah, he, he, he's probably the strongest one, uh, the Jack Bruce
1: horse. All right, so we'll go with it. Uh, now, um, all the best uh, going forward. Uh, we're looking to see you ride uh, many winners. And, look, you've done a fantastic job with your recovery. though a horrendous injuries, so full credit to you. And we look forward to uh, chatting to you again in the not-too-distant future.
4: Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it.
1: No problems. Thank you, Martin. Harley joining us there, Sammy. Now, what are you really gambling with for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And, of course, Sammy, I've got another credit here, which I don't know what I've done, but uh, here it is. I found it. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week. Cross the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Let's go for a break, and when we come back, we'll have a chat to the Sunshine Coast's leading trainer, Stuart Kendrick. This is the punters, mate, on SEN.
3: Second of Sir Warwick, and Highlands up to third, at which end the outside, and further back to Rome, Minoris, and Gasparta. But Hollyfield, the leader. Sir Warwick, the inside. Hollyfield's in front from Sir Warwick. Hollyfield is coming right away from Sir Warwick. Desert Lord is rushing home at the end, but Hollyfield. Hollyfield has one from Desert Lord. Sir Warwick, and last chance.
1: Hollyfield, of course, winning last year's Eyeliner Stakes at Ipswich. And I remember Desert Lord there in the black and the grey flashing home late, Sammy. Uh, It was a very good run. But uh, he tended to do that at that stage of his career. Desert Lord, haven't seen him for a while. Uh, He's trained on the Sunshine Coast by David Van Dyke, but the Premier Trainer on the Sunshine Coast and has been for a long, long time is Stuart Kendrick. Stuart, good afternoon to you. Morning, gents. How are you? Very well. How do we find you on this uh, another gorgeous Friday in Queensland? It is mate. It doesn't. Uh, the weather doesn't
5: get much better than this at the moment. So no, it's uh, it's good just finishing up at the track and about to head out to the farm. So uh, then back for the races this afternoon. So yeah. bit of a busy day, but no,
2: very good.
1: Now just on uh, on the Sunshine Coast and Sunshine Coast racing. Of course, we have the Caloundra Cup coming up on uh, two weeks from tomorrow. Of course, uh, there was a media launch yesterday for that, and you were there, and I believe Kara McAvoy was there. No, Jeff Thompson this year. No, no just obviously he
5: was definitely entertaining last year. that's for sure <laughs> he was so if anybody uh hasn't had a chance to uh, to hear him he's uh he's worth the uh he's worth a listen to for a few hours that's for sure and uh no he, he was good value last year but no we had uh Kieran McAvoy up uh up here this year, which was good and um obviously you know he's been one of the champion jockeys uh well right throughout uh throughout australia and the world really hasn't he so yeah. um yeah he was he was really good to listen to and uh, a few good stories so uh, it was a it was a good day so um yeah it's always exciting uh that lunch obviously that's sort of leads us into the the carnival or the end of the carnival which is you know which is always calandra and uh, ipswich so it's uh no, it's great
1: is he locked in is he locked in to ride on cup day karen mcavoy
5: um, I'm not sure. I know he's coming back up for the Calcutta, which is on the Friday. Yep. And, uh, I would say that he would be, um, yeah, I'd say the club's fairly keen to probably get him a few nice rides, uh, on cup day. So just not sure he, he sort of didn't, uh, didn't commit to anything there yesterday, but I know he's definitely coming back up for the Calcutta. So I think there's a big chance.
1: You'd be happy if you could get him on a couple of yours, wouldn't you? Oh well yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Right.
5: <laughs> and did I see yeah. Bruce
2: McAvaney there? Was Bruce McAvaney there also? I think he was. Is
5: no, there... no, no Bruce McAvaney. We, we had uh we had Paul Joyce there and uh Count Holland they were uh they were hosting and um yeah a few uh few others around but no
1: no no Bruce McAvaney, which would have been good. I think he so, was at the yeah. um one last Friday. Ah. I think we, we... Was ah, that at the sunny ghost? Yeah. No. No, the sunny
2: Coast put no, just yeah, put put something on Instagram do with they? a picture of Bruce Vaccaruti. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> so they can do that. That doesn't <laughs> so mean he has to
5: be there. Maybe they, maybe maybe they had a cutout figure. I'm not sure. There
2: we go. There there we go. I tell you, Jeff Thompson, he is very funny. Um, actually, we had a school function really uh, at Eagle Junction uh, only probably a couple of months ago, and uh, yeah, he was uh, he was fantastic and. <laughs> And uh, I don't know anything about cricket, or um you know, obviously watch it, but I don't know anything about cricket. Next thing, I bought a cricket ball, yeah, you know, one of those cricket balls at the at the auction, and they came home and Fitnick has said to me, what, "What? Why would you buy that?" And I said, well, I, I don't know. I just got pumped up. And I just thought Jeff Thompson. He's funny. <laughs> he is.
5: He is. He's a funny bloke. Yeah, and he probably he was that sort of." Uh that you know that era where uh, where I was growing up as a kid and you had uh, you know obviously Tomo and Lily and yep. marsh and those sort of guys so it was you know it was a golden era I, I don't know pre- Probably people around my age, um, you know, obviously loved that. Uh, you know, you know that that Australian cricket team was fantastic. So, yeah, it was uh, it was good to hear him. And I've been to a couple there with you know the likes of Murph Hughes and um, Greg Chapel as well. So yeah, they are. Even if, as you said, Sammy, even if you haven't got an interest in cricket, they're they're definitely entertaining. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, they are. Now uh, tomorrow at Ipswich. Uh, we've got uh, well, you've got some good runners and you kick it off in the first race. You've got two of them. Uh, Talk IT number two and Defiant Spirit number three. Can I ask you about Defiant Spirit first because I've tipped this one, Stewie. I love that win first up or on debut.
5: Yeah, no, it was a good win. Yeah, and I, I thought he'll it'll take a lot of improvement out of it. He um, He's always shown us a lot of ability and um, we actually trolled him looking to try and get into that debut race for the Magic Millions and he uh, actually came out of the gates and uh, And was pulled up that day and we had to sort of stop and reset and spell him and bring him back and uh, yeah he had uh, trolled up and uh, you know and had a jump out and he you know he'd gone really well but I I knew he sort of was still a little bit green um, as far as his race manners were concerned and he sort of did that he got his head up a little bit but he sort of showed what he could do that last uh, yeah that last furlong really sort of went away from, um, from talk IT so he was impressive and there's no reason that uh, he hasn't improved off that his work on Tuesday was excellent, so fingers crossed that he can um yeah just go up to another level
1: and talk i t
5: he's um well, he he was a bit of a frustration at the beginning of the preparation uh had a you know a fairly uh, big opinion of the horse after his first prep he uh, he won really well at the gold Coast and then he ran second behind the skirt the law. Um, we were a bit disappointed that day. We thought we, thought we could give her a big shake. And, uh, you know, I think she beat us by three and we beat the rest by about four. And uh, obviously she went on to win the Magic Million. So we sort of had a, a fairly uh, good opinion of the horse. We tipped him out and uh, he came back and he trailed up terrific. We actually put the blinkers on him because he was a fairly casual track worker. And we put the blinkers on him in a trial, and he won by about eight lengths. So we left them on him uh, for his first two runs back. And he just... Totally overdid it, um, and it's probably uh, one of those things we were sort of scratching our head. But we we took the blinkers back off him, uh, put a tongue tie on him, and um, yeah, his last two runs have been really good. He won well, just ridden off the speed. And the other day he was sort of like a bit of a victim of circumstances, left in front. And um, you know, I thought he still boxed on well. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, tomorrow. You know, he um, he's worked well as well. There's you know, there's no reason that you know that he shouldn't be right there in the finish. But um, Yeah, he's got to obviously uh, just find those uh, couple of lengths to turn the tide on the other fella.
2: Race four is the Channel 7 Stayers final. You have Hillcrest Avenue in that one, Stewie. What are you thinking with that horse?
5: Yeah, I'm I'm keen to get him up to the 2,500. Um, I would have loved talking about the the great weather. I would have loved a few showers at it, to tell you the truth. I'm sure the club wouldn't, but, um, you know, he uh he, when we have had him on a wet track he's uh he's yeah, he just absolutely grows a link uh you know, a leg. He's one of those imported horses we bought off Lloyd Williams and um uh look he's you know, he's a very consistent horse and he's thereabouts. He didn't have any luck the other day. Uh he probably should have won with just a little bit of luck, and um, I think up to the twenty five hundred is going to suit him. So, would have been nice to draw a bit of a softer gate where he could have just had, uh, you know, made his own luck. He's probably just going to need that little bit of luck early, but I think um, I think he's one of those horses. He should definitely run the twenty five hundred, um, and um, yeah, that's probably a big key in those sort of races because there'll be a few that probably don't.
1: Now you've got Jerry Mander going around in the T L Cooney race number six. Now on Patton Hill's show this morning, they have a gentleman by the name of Daryl text in and he texted in King Colorado last Friday morning he's got that right and he texted in a Ruffy the week prior and this morning he's texted in Jerry Mander so there's uh, <laughs> someone who's pretty keen uh, on Jerry.
5: Well he sounds a pretty good judge yeah I uh, wish I followed him last week but um, <laughs> yeah look she's <laughs> she's she's come back really well um, we've sort of got to uh, make a decision with her there's also a, a really nice price money race at uh, Bow desert tomorrow. Uh, worth good money. I think it's ends up nearly 40000 for a cutest filly to the winner. So we've just got to make a bit of a decision whether we uh, throw her in at the deep end, obviously against some of those, um, you know, really well-performed three-year-olds or whether we, we look at the softer option and uh, and head out to Bow Desert and try and uh, keep that, you know, that winning streak going for her. But um, look, she's, she's a little bit the same. She was a really immature filly last prep. Um, she ran You know, placings behind some, you know, some really nice three-year-olds of uh, Tony Gollins like Golden Boom, but just was probably outclassed and a little bit, you know, a little bit behind those horses. So this time in, um, yeah, she's come back stronger. She looks fantastic. And, yeah, uh, obviously the one gate is is a little bit tempting tomorrow. But as I said, it's a big step up in grade, obviously, off those... um, Last two wins, but um, yeah, we just got to make that decision over overnight. See if any other scratchings pop out because there's already three out of that race at Ipswich, switched. So we'll have a look at that and make a call in the morning.
1: Now you've got plenty of runners at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. We won't go through all of those, but in in the words of uh, Sam Highland, if we would to put our house on one <laughs> over the weekend, which one would it be from your stable, Stuart?
5: Um, well, we've got a couple of good chances tonight. Um, Got a uh, nice three-year-old. He just had no luck in strong grade in town last start. He was just off the track the whole way. I thought his run was excellent. Called Zoo Medial. Um, he's up, you know, in a fairly slick three-year-old race tonight. But he's he's about seven dollars in the market and uh, drawing a good gate. I think he'll uh, he'll give him a big shake. Um, Tony um busting, and that'll be hard to beat. They've obviously got a big opinion of it. But I think uh, I think our bloke with a rail out ten. Uh, it's going to take plenty of running down. And then we've got um, Nice Horse uh, resuming. Um, we've sort of gave him a nice spell, and he's come back and he's been uh, working terrific. Called Kingston's here. I think he'll uh, he'll be very hard to beat as well. Uh, we've got an Old Super Air in that as well, and you know he's always uh, he's always running in the money, but he's got that awkward gait with the rail out, so it makes it a little bit trickier for him. But probably, um, yeah, I, I do like Kingston's here. He's been going well. I think he'll be hard to beat tonight.
1: All right. Well, Stuart, thanks so much for that. Appreciate your time. Best of luck over the weekend. It's going to be a busy one for the stable. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, gents. Thanks, Stuart. Stuart Kendrick joining us there, Sammy. And we... want? Oh, sorry. Chris, I... It was the surf club. Bruce He was at, not the turf club. That <laughs> oh, was only one letter. <laughs> Which was that Caloundra Surf the, he's Club?
2: He's on the sunny coast anyway. He's
1: oh, on, he must have been on holidays. Yeah. Yeah, he stayed up here obviously after the Stradbroke. Uh, well, it wasn't far away. You would have thought he could turn up at the Turf Club. It's <laughs> Not that far. They could have got an Uber for him at least. Now, of course, we did speak to Stuart this morning. So those tips he's given out will probably have run by the time we uh, this show goes to air. So it's, apologies for that. It's my best of the day at the sunny coast. Well, well <laughs> there you go. No words there. I've got nothing to add to that. Uh, Aquas is home to seven well-credentialed stallions and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter.
3: On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a holiday paradise. The tune is back.
1: The old tune is back. We must be getting towards the end of the carnival and running out of uh, old, old audios to play. And that means that Gibbo joins us as he does each and every week. Gibbo, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you too, Chris.
0: How's things?
1: Good, good, good. You're coming off a, a good week last week. Two tips on the poly for two winners, which is an excellent effort. But we don't race on the poly this week. We're off to Aquas Bow Desert on the grass.
0: We are Aquas Bow Desert. Should be good out there too. Uh, nine race card. Perfect weather. Yeah.
1: Um, I think it's the Bowie cup
0: leading into the Bowie Cup on July 8th, I think. So a few more weeks and they're back out there again. But um, yeah, I'd say the form from this will probably hold up for that day.
1: All righty. Who do you like out there? Uh,
0: look, it's a fair few that I thought it was first going through, and I'm going to sort of wait till later in the day. Look, race six, number three, Hot Profit, is the opposite type of horse that I usually tip at Bow Desert. I sort of like to be on the on the speed and stealing ground, but this thing will probably get back. But I just think it's going better than them. Its its last few runs have been really good. Um Got a little bit of a turn of foot. It just all comes down to the ride. If they can get on the back of the right horse and get a free toe into the race, I think it'll just beat them. Um, If it gets an ordinary ride, well, it's up against it, going to be at the back. But race six, number three, Hot Profit should run really good.
1: All right, race six, number three, and another one. Race
0: nine, number four, Circling. Now this should be a big price. It tailed them off last start. uh, Jocks that up. It was going that bad. But I think it's a far better horse than that, and I see the tongue tie goes on, so you know, that would be an explanation. In a very good stable, horse controlled fine, so it uh, wouldn't shock me if it if it uh, was a big price and improved sharply. So just just for that reason alone, I have to have something on because it
1: was just too bad to be true last time. All right, anything you like at Ipswich on the big day?
0: Oh, I think I think New Merrion in the Cup. Um, well, I think it's one of our better sort of wait for age horses around the 2000 metre mark in Australia. You're nearly guaranteed in the group ones for it to run top four every time it goes around. So for me, uh, the, the weight's nothing. It just simply comes down to uh, can it stay up for one more run? hasn't had a lot of runs, but obviously tough group one weight for age racing, um, and I'm assuming that's why it took a while to put a jock in that on just to see if it can back up and look, he just has to hold any of its half-decent form, and it'll be beating this lot. Um, it'll roll forward, being the first three or four, and I think it'll be too good.
1: All right, so Bow Desert race six, number three, Hot Profit, and race nine, number four, Circling, and Ipswich in the Cup, race seven, number one, Numerian. Uh, Two flogs. How's the two flogs going? What's on this week, and how do we get hold of it? How do we get to the podcast?
0: Yeah, podcast, they're just two flogs. That's all you have to go to, and it'll be on Spotify and Apple, one of them most people have got, so... Yep. It's uh, it's really taken off, to be honest. I'm surprised where it's going, but uh, would love everyone aboard. So go have a listen. We've got like a footy show that comes out on Thursdays, um, and our main show comes out today on a Friday. Um, so yeah, lots of laughs in the main Friday shows. A bit of everything. Things that caught our eye, news articles, and then we get a lot of people ring in with their stories and yarns from from recent times and there's some absolute perlers there. There's a lot of lunatics in this world and they seem to all ring us up and uh, it's good for a laugh. Anyone that needs a little laugh or you're driving home this afternoon from work, put it on in the car and uh, I'm sure you'll have a laugh.
1: Lunatics talking to lunatics by the sound of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Kurt's mad.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Kurt's mad. You're not far behind him either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people will like it Now we have a big Origin special coming out On Origin morning as well But uh, yeah, have a listen to today's over the weekend I'm, I'm sure you'll get on board
1: we Will do for sure Gibbo, thanks for your time this afternoon Appreciate it as always Have a great weekend Thanks mate, good luck punters Thanks Gibbo, joining us there Sammy, your best bets for the weekend uh, Toowoomba, race one, number seven
2: Nikki De DeRosa Ipswich, race five, number three DePaul Mm. Flemington, race two, number one, Step Artie. It's a good horse, that. 1400, Flemington, big track.
1: It'll Ip- be winning. Ippie race one, number three, Defiant Spirit. Ippie race two, number 10, Sailor's Secret. Ippie race three, number seven, Sunfall. And my value race eight, number seven, Irish Songs. Uh, Rose Hill race one, number three, Tuta la Vita. I think it will run really well. Now, I've got some Adelaide tips for you from our friend at South Tips at Murray Bridge. Race two, it hasn't given me any numbers here, which is not helpful. Race two, howl. Race three, pudding. Race four, bristler. And each way, race nine, hello, ladies, at uh, $10. So race two, howl. Race three, pudding. Race four, bristler. And race nine, how? What did I say? How? Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. You, how long have we got left, matey? One minute. Well, you got any other tip? I might be able to find another one, Sammy. Uh, at Toowoomba. I was looking at the trials the other week. Race five, number 11, Frozen Award. Ah, uh, yes. In Beautifully the, uh, bred. The dam is Marvine. Buckley colours. Yeah. Uh, trialed really well. Nice, soft win in the trial. I think it's from the Curry Stable, I think, uh, can it win. It is. Yeah, race five, number 11, Frozen Award. I've said reward. It's award. I can't read my own writing. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Thank you so much, everyone listening in, for joining us this week. Please do so again next Friday afternoon, same time on The Punter's Mate on SEN Track. Thank you, Sammy. You have a great weekend. Thanks, Chris. All the best, punters.